0: Well, tonight, I think I've got this thing happening, guys, where I keep trying to do different weird things, okay? And I I don't know how to stop it yet. Um, um, I'm actually going to pull a stool up here. So, um, first off, you should love and appreciate your pastor's wife, okay? And... um, I say that because um, today I sent her a message because <laughs> my brain was in a weird spot. And I said, hey, um, what would happen if we just didn't show up to church tonight? <laughs> I know my phone would start ringing like, are you com-? like what? Um but like that was, that was the, first, the first thought that I had um, was what, what would happen, right? Because at the end of the day, we are all coming together to try to learn and understand more of the things of God. And it's important for me and it's important for Bethany that that isn't built off of any person, right? Because that, that would be a failure, it would be it would be wasteful, right, for everyone to come around and look at each other and be like, well, I mean, I guess we'll just go home or go eat early. <laughs> See, it got me thinking about a lot of different things, and, and so you should thank her because I was serious about that. Uh, <laughs> she was like, do not do that tonight, Tom. And I was like, okay, I won't do it tonight. Another night maybe. Um And I got thinking um, today about a lot of different things within Christianity. Um, And primarily, I've been thinking about the words that we use and the things that we say and the actions that are associated with these words. And the reason I'm going to sit down today is because this is going to be incredibly interactive At least that's what I wrote down that it would be. Um, I think I wrote that in faith. Because I actually want us to talk about some things tonight. I don't know if this is going to work, okay? I'm just going with this, okay? Um, How often do our words or our actions not line up with the word of God? How often do we allow that to become part of our identity See, it's important for us to understand the things that legitimately keep us from living what the word says. Because otherwise, we're no different than the world. Now, some people will be like, well, I'm different from the world because I don't partake in this or I don't do this or whatever. And you know what? That's just stuff, okay? Um, Coming out and being separate from the world is living what this says, And I think if we're honest with ourselves, there's a lot of things in here that it tells us to do that we don't do. I did a Google search and I said, I I did a Google search and said, what are the things that are in the word of God that we're supposed to do, but we don't do. So that was my Google search, right? I was going to get real smart. Ask Google, what are the things that are in the word of God that we're supposed to do, but we don't do. And I literally looked through the first few pages of Google and everything, everything that showed up was only telling us the things that we're not supposed to do. That's it. Bethany and I have said for a long time, we used to say it when we were youth pastors is that we're tired of being a part of church culture that only tells you what you can't do and can't tell you what you can do or what you're really supposed to do. Most of the conversation in church culture is don't do this, don't do this, don't get caught here, you know, don't get caught with this on your hands or this on your breath or whatever the story is, right? Lots of that stuff. And I'm not, I'm not going to try to get into that because the whole first two pages of Google will tell you if you do that search. And I was actually looking for the good stuff. Um, so tonight I want us to loosen up a bit. Um, you can loosen your ties, guys. Okay, good, no ties. Um, that'll make it easy. Um, Because I want us to talk about the things that the word tells us to do, but we don't do it. I want to talk about the good stuff, stuff that we are supposed to grab a hold of, supposed we're we're supposed to walk out, but we don't, and I and here's the here's the thing that I want to talk about. I want to talk about, this is where your brain better start thinking. Why don't we do those things? What keeps us from doing those things? My job at the end of the day here with you is to help equip you so that you can walk out your mission in living this. My job is not to teach you the word every week so that you can get your bellies full and then make it through another week. That's not my job. Um, My job is not to coddle every situation that you run into. Not that I don't care about your situations and needs, but that's, that's not what I'm supposed to do. My job is to equip you. And so I keep looking at the word and I keep saying, okay, we're supposed to do this stuff, but we really don't do this stuff. We talk about a lot of things, but we do very, very little. And it got me thinking about this today because... Um, I got up this morning and I got up early. Um, Bethany was mad because I slipped away Um, on the one morning. Well, I guess the two mornings, I'm usually home in the morning and I I slipped away and I went and ate breakfast down the road. And as I sat there, a gentleman walked in who I knew and uh, I went over and it was, it was kind of time for me to go. I was getting ready to leave. I was getting ready to head here to the church. I try to get here earlier in the mornings and I spend most of the day Saturday here. And I was kind of like, okay, I got to get going to the church because Beth already told me I can't skip. Um, so I kind of got to figure out what we're doing tonight and where God um, is is really leading me. And this, this man walked in um, who I knew, and uh, he was walking with a cane. Last time he wasn't walking with a cane. So I went over and I just I was like I kind of got to go. I was getting ready to get up and pay, anyways. But I went and talked to him, and he just began sharing things in his heart, and I just sat and talked with him for a while. And as I was sitting there talking with him, I thought, man, I really should be at the church right now, getting ready for tonight. And I thought to myself, while I was thinking that thought, that I was thinking, that makes sense. No, like I can come here and I can spend. Six, seven, eight hours. Uh, typically, I'm in that room by about 10 a.m., okay? And I am there or in here until we leave here at 6.30, right? That's usually what I do. And as I was sitting here talking to this man, I started thinking, man, how wrong of it for me to sit in here hiding away for all these hours just to dispel what knowledge I believe that I have found from the Lord in that moment. Because the whole time that I'm in here, there are people out there that aren't getting anything, that are in need. And so I'm, I was, you know, I'm, I'm like being challenged in all these different ways. Cause you know, that's just, just the way my brain works guys. And, uh, and so then later, um, I had a, I had a meeting scheduled for 10 o'clock here. Actually, I had a guy who wanted to, he wanted to come talk to me about something that God was stirring in his heart for a ministry that he wanted to start. And he wanted to talk to to me to say, Hey, is this something the church might want to plug into or whatever? And so I left there. I left. I left the restaurant. And I came right here, and uh, I tried to move a bunch of stuff around in my office because I'm working in there, and I was, it's all shoved in there. Don't look. Don't go in there. Um, and so I was making some room so he could actually come sit and talk, so that I wouldn't have to like sit. Like it's it's kind of weird for me to sit on top of a pew and talk down to someone. Like, it just feels weird. And so I was like, that would be better. So, anyways, I did all of that because it helps my brain. And then. I sat down and he started talking to me about what God wanted to do, what he felt like God was leading him to do, and, and he was looking for some some direction and guidance and probably money too. Um, that's it happens. Um, but I, I began talking uh, to him about his vision and helping him to bring this vision to life and help him understand what maybe should be his next steps and all that. And. In the back of my head, I was thinking, I kind of got to get ready for tonight, too, at some point. So uh, I eventually got to kind of get through this. And um, even though the way my brain works, I could talk to him for hours of how he should structure things and all this stuff. And so I, I get done with all of that. And I thought, man, how many opportunities are we missing to minister or to pour into something that God is wanting to do because of what we feel like we need to do? We talk so much of this Christian rhetoric and i'm gonna I'm gonna show you a video of a little bit of that here in just a second and maybe it's a little dicey I don't know um, I laughed so it's okay I think never mind I always say that just because I laugh doesn't mean that it's okay people um but uh um but but i i want I want you to see this video because I think it gives a pretty realistic picture of what a lot of people hear or see from us um and most of them don't understand what we're what we're saying or or doing um and so i'm just gonna let them play this video and uh, don't throw anything at me okay um i'm gonna let them play this video and then we're gonna talk and then we're gonna get into the
1: word bless his heart i think he's backsliding i think i saw him drink yeah but in moderation. I just wasn't seeing much fruit. He's going down a slippery slope. How's your heart, man? How's your heart? I'm just such a words guy. It was a total God thing. I'm blessed. Been working on my testimony. Is that secular music? We're opening with a secular song tonight. Wait, is this a secular song? Isn't she secular? Which station's the fish? 104.3, the fish. Safe for the whole family. You know he's a believer. I think he's saved. I just pray you would give him traveling mercies. Mm. Pray for all Tyler's unspokens. echo that. Just really like to echo Tyler's prayer, Father. I just, I echo that echo of my echo of his echo. I really feel like I'm being released from this, you know? Trying to be relevant. I'm just trying to be in the world, not of it. Hey, do you want to join our small group? You want to join my D group? You want to join my cell group, community group, access group, accountability group, Acts 27 group? Dude, he brought it. He brought the word. That service last night rocked me. They're pretty purpose-driven. Yeah, it's seeker. Don't they do seeker service there? I feel like he's gotten really watered down. I don't feel like he really teaches the word. There's not enough meat, you know? Are they non to We have a great Wednesday night supper. Let's invite some dudes over and fellowship tonight. We're gonna have a sweet time of fellowshipping tonight. Dude, we had the sickest fellowship last night. We're going to extreme. Velocity. Ignite. Yeah, I'm going to ignite. The edge. The dive. The bridge. The ramp. Fire. Courageous. Passion. Echo. Courageous. Passion. Echo. Reverb. Noise. Velocity. Drive. Elevate. Radiate. 722. 635. 419. Orange. Blue. Yellow. Green. Clear. Neon. Catalyst conference this year. I don't do that because I feel like it ruins my witness. Been struggling with that. I'm really wrestling with that. I'm wrestling with a doubt. need someone to hold me accountable. I'm really trying to be intentional with her. I'm pursuing her, for sure. I'm trying to guard her heart. Guard her heart, though, bro. Will you hold me accountable to that? Yeah, we'll bounce your ass. Bounce your ass. Dang it. Crap. Shoot. Sheesh. Fripp. Darn it. What the H? Holy crap. Son of a beasting. Dude, he's really teeing me off. I'm going to kick his A. Are you asking me right now? Not cool. I find that offensive.
0: So that was just to help warm you up a little bit, uh, <laughs> get a little comfortable. Um, I think this video grabs a pretty accurate view of uh, of what is often known as Christianese. Um, it's this different language that we see. Like I have, I love the word fellowship uh, because really. It's the only time you ever hear, hear the word fellowship is within church culture. Like, um, I've never, ever in my life had someone outside of church co- church culture say the word fellowship. Um, ever. I don't even think it's been on like Wheel of Fortune or anything. Anyways. So, tonight, I want to talk, and when I say talk, I mean us talk, about three areas that I think we need to change um, our speech and our actions because. I think there are things that the Word of God tells us to do, but we don't do them. Things that we're we're not jumping to, um, and we're gonna we're gonna bounce around a bit. But I'm gonna we're gonna start in Romans chapter twelve. Um, Romans chapter twelve, because the first thing that the Word tells us to do this over and over and over again but we still haven't got it. And it's that we're supposed to love each other. And, and the, the shame of it is we find difficulty loving each other in this circle sometimes. Like, like struggling because, well, you know, so-and-so does this, you know. You know, the people in the third row, blah, blah, blah. People in the second row, they seriously jacked up. She's crazy and doesn't listen to the guy when he speaks. <laughs> that was talking about you. <laughs> I was like the <laughs> <laughs> Romans 12.10 says, love one another with a brotherly affection. This is my favorite part. I'll do one Another in showing honor. How often do we find ourselves accusing someone else rather than loving them? Even more, how how about um, do we find ourselves accusing them as opposed to outdoing them by showing them more honor? And now, I, listen. At this point, I'm just talking about within the body of Christ. Like, there, there are so many hurts within the body of Christ. That pastor who lets you down, show him more honor. That deacon, that friend, that pastor's wife, that teacher, that whatever, show them more. Listen, Bethany and I, we were in a situation in our lives once in ministry where it was Horrific. Horrific. And at the end of the day, my communication has always been that I just want to honor Him and love Him. And a lot of people get this bitterness in them about church, church. Like I, I, I lined up. Uh, there's, there's something that that God had put in my heart a while ago that I wanted to try to bridge this gap between as many local pastors as I can. I smile. It's just one of the things that I, it's just always been in me to – to bring these pastors together because there's so much division within the body um, and within people from this church and people from that church and so on and so forth. And so it's always, it's always been in my heart to do that. And so this, this week I launched a pastor's breakfast and I invited as many local pastors in this area, Milford, Loveland, Blanchester, and Goshen, to come eat breakfast at chick fil A. I mean, how do you lose with that, right? That is just a win. Not knowing who would show up or who wouldn't show up, but knowing that at the end of the day, there are people who, who will not connect here, but I want to point them to somewhere that I know that they'll be loved and encouraged, Right? That's, I mean, that's always been my heart. Most of the time, if you guys have heard me on Easter or on Christmas, I always say, if this isn't, if you've been here and this is your first time and you're like, this is not my cup of tea, I will help you find a church, a body that you can plug in and connect to. That's what I want to do because I want to expand the kingdom, not this building, okay? And so I, I schedule this uh, because at the same time, I also know that there's a lack of love between these pastors, Right? And so I send this out and I'm like, hey, I'm a nobody, but I think we should all get together. It would be really nice. And it was it was beautiful. We had we had nine pastors show up, okay. beautiful time, just very simple, just getting to know, I mean, pastors that, you know, as we went around and introduced who we were and where where we were at, and, you know, they would share stories of of what they, what challenge they went through in the last year with their health. Um, I mean, it's just unbelievable, and they would just go through and and tell a little bit about their story and where they're at and where they're going, and uh, a beautiful time, but you know, from my perspective, I was like, I have to start here because if we can help each other, love each other, then it's a whole lot easier within the body of Christ to connect because we're so disjointed as a body. I mean, we we really are. And so I read this about loving one another with a brotherly affection and outdoing one another and showing honor. Why do we struggle with this? Right? And why is this hard? And now this is when I'm looking at you. <laughs> cause I want to hear, like, why why cause cause maybe maybe I'm wrong. But if I look at the church today, I don't see this running rampant, this type of a love. Am I wrong? I don't see it. Right. So we're struggling in this area. And this is like, if anyone talks about, oh, yeah, he wanted you to love everybody, you know, right? That's usually one of the first. I mean, they usually don't talk about holiness and all that, which they should. But anyways, they talk about love. And so they've heard love more than anywhere they've ever heard it. And so still today we struggle with this. Because I'll tell you, if we can get this right, everything else will be fine. If you love the person who's leading worship, it doesn't matter how many bad notes that they hit. If you love the person who's trying to clean the church, you're not going to care that you find clumps of dirt places. If you love the person who is making your dinner tonight when we go out, you're not going to care that it looks a little jacked up because it might. I'm just warning you. Right? Like this this is this is such a simple concept, but we still are struggling with it. And I'll be honest with you, I don't have a good answer as to why. Like when I look at it, you know, I, the, the main thing that I think of is I think we've got all this outside pressure from culture that's telling us that we deserve better and we deserve something different. Right? Like that's that's where my head is. Like everyone else is telling us something that's very different from this, and that's way louder than this, because we don't we don't hear enough of this. Matthew 7:12 says this: So whatever you wish that others would do to you, brace yourself. Do also to them. What? <laughs> whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. Now, this is a great scripture that I think you can apply in every single relationship that you've ever been involved in. You got a sibling named Brian that drives you nuts. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love that man. (laughs) Whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. You got a spouse that's driving you bonkers. (laughs) Whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. Whew. Man, if, if of anything of the word, if we could get that, guys, we'd be doing so much better than we are in life. See, because we would treat every single person that we interact with completely different. Every fight that we would get in, we would respond completely differently. Now, I will tell you that Bethany and I, we fight beautifully, no, we bicker, <laughs> right? We bicker too. We're we're, we're always doing, uh, we've been doing these uh, um, Bible studies um, that are, are all about, like, I sent her one that was, like, um, serving your husband well. And then she sent me one after that was, like, how to love your wife appropriately. And, like, it's so fun. Like, we, we crack up and she'll be like, you like this one? You know, and I'll be like, do you like this one? You know? It's fun. It's all good stuff, actually. Um, it just got weird when it was like all of a sudden it went to retirement one week, and we were like, "Whoa, where did that come from?" Like, it started talking about retirement, and we we're like, "Well, I mean, okay, I guess we could talk that." But, but, but if you think about every relationship, why don't people love like this? Why didn't the church love like this? Why haven't we figured this out yet? I can't. I can't figure it out. This is the. This is the simplest, most basic form. Because guess what? Most of us know the concept of love, right? It seems easy, like we should have this, especially in this, like if you look at this scripture here, you have a great example because the question you should ask yourself in your response is, how would I feel if someone loved me like this? I mean, you are like your own beacon of light in this story. How How would I feel if I, if, if, if they responded the way that I'm about to respond. Or if I love them the way that I'm ab- about to love them or encourage them or whatever it is. And this is this is this is challenging because I think if we dig even a little deeper into this question, we're gonna revisit what I just read not too long ago, Luke 6, 35, because it says this: But love your enemies. Yes. Love loving enemies it's so fun, right? Love your enemies and do good. I like this, and lend expecting nothing in return but i but I do this and and, and, and they don 't do anything for me. no, expect nothing in return. but I did this and I did this, and I did this, and this is the thanks I get, and this is how they treat me, and this is how they expect nothing in return we we've heard this a lot right a lot of pastors probably tell you you should love your enemies right i've probably told you at least 10 times okay <laughs> and still we're not there's like this there's this barrier right to, to get through and really understand that. Why don't we love our enemies and expect nothing in return? Uh, Ephesians 4, 31, here's another thing, okay? We talked about how we're supposed to love, we're supposed to love, we're supposed to love, but we're still not getting this. This is a good one that I love. Ephesians, Ephesians 4, verses 31 and 32 say this. Let all bitterness and wrath... And anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all the malice. Go ahead and get rid of that too. 32. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. I looked up all but one of these words for their definition because I forgot one of them. Um, Bitterness means to be resentful or cynical. Wrath, a strong, stern, or fierce anger. Anger, a strong feeling of displeasure aroused by a wrong. Clamor, a vehement expression of dissatisfaction. Malice, a desire to inflict injury, harm, or suffering on another. Man. I don't... Uh, I'm not gonna say that any of you all struggle with this because you all great, right? Like you guys, it's me that I'm trying to figure this stuff out still. You guys have got it, and I, you know. But if you look at those words—bitterness, wrath, anger, clam—listen, a lot of us still dealing with it. Still dealing with it. So I want us to be honest here for a minute. When you look at the body of Christ, have we put this stuff away yet? We haven't. So what, what, what surprise do we have when the world looks at us and says, I'm good. I'm good. I heard, you know, Sister Anita talking about Brother Billy. And I don't know, there's all kinds of weird stuff like that. Why aren't we really doing this? Why aren't we really capturing this? We are supposed to love. We are supposed to put away all this anger, this heaviness, this bitterness, guys. We wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't want to find ourselves in, you know, like for us, we're probably like, well, it's, listen, Tom, you 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 don't understand what, they did. And I'll go ahead and say I don't care what they did. <laughs> because what does the word of God say? So I you know, I, I'm sitting here saying from my perspective, why are we not getting this? And why is the world getting bitterness, wrath, anger and all these things from us? Malice. Listen, I I'll tell you nothing, nothing. F- I got to be careful. Um Yeah, I need to be careful. Um so <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not feeling angry. Um, I'm I'm trying to feel the right way to say something um, without someone or anyone thinking that it's pointed towards them. You know, one of the things that drives me insane is to see political things. Okay, it drives me insane. And I say that because there's a, there's a point in me that I, I say to Beth all the time. You know, there's a point of me that, that wants to be involved in that. Like I want to get into that political spot and, and do that. But I see the hate and the venom and all that stuff. And I'm like, man. And it really frustrates me when I see so much hate and venom coming from the church. <sighs> wow. And I could say something that would really anger a lot of people right now, but I am not going to say it because <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> and I know there's some people that are still dealing with bitterness and wrath and anger, and I don't need it pointed towards me. Um, we, 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 are, we, are, we think we're doing good things and good, de- good deeds by standing up for what we believe But if it is covered in this filth of anger, there is no sweetness in that statement. There is no love in that to be received, right? If Bethany, you know, Beth if if any of you have ever had an argument with a spouse or a significant other or a friend, and it ended with the word fine. there's a there's a song that Bethany it is the stupidest song um and we love it okay and we 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 haven't watched it in a while uh, but it's these two idiots, and they do this song um about um uh what is what is the song um um, don't, don't do it. It's like a song for guys. Okay. Um, it literally is a song for guys and it's telling you what not to do. Okay. Um, and, it, and it says that if she ends an argument with fine, that means it's not fine unless she says it like fine, which then that's okay. But if she doesn't say it like fine, you know, like if she's like, fine, it's not good, okay? It's a great song. It really helps. It's ministered to me a lot and encouraged me in my life. Um, But, like, a lot of times there's no sweetness in our words. And so, like, I, I think about that video of everything, and it's just funny, right? It's just funny, all the words and things that we say and do and all these things that the people, that most of the people who are outside of church culture don't understand, Um, if you ask most people if they want to be a part of your cell group, they're going to be like, what? (laughs) right. Um, but we have to change. Like, I, I don't know, I don't know how much I'm going to say this this year. Um, if we are going to believe the word of God, we have to live the word of God. We cannot wear this around like a badge of honor and say, I'm good. I do this. And then talk to people like this and hold angerness and bitterness. Because and can I tell you what? It destroys you. It just destroys you. It destroys you. You know what it destroys? Hope. See, bitterness kills hope every time that there's a little glimmer of a chance of something great happening, bitterness will come right in and it'll choke that right up for you. Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. But seek First, why why can't we do this? Like, there are so many other things that get the priority. So many other things that get the attention. So many other things that get our hearts. And then we want to act surprised when things aren't, you know, unicorns and rainbows. Like, I don't understand why God puts me through this. I don't understand why I keep going through the same thing. I don't understand why every time I turn around, there's more bro. I don't understand why this just can't work for me. I can't understand. And the whole time, the word of God, which many of you have heard it, it is not foreign in our culture to understand this, that it says, seek first the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is always our last resort. (laughs) It's in our final moment of brokenness. It's, a, it's our last straw. It's, our, it's literally, the, the fi- finally we say, okay, I sat there with those pastors. And, and multiple pastors said, you know what? Um, I was called to do this and I ran from God for all these years and blah, blah, blah. And they would tell the story about how God eventually brought him in and, and, and do these things. And, you know, it's the same story of that. He's always, he's always the last. He's always where we end up. And almost never where we start. And can I tell you, um, if uh, you're on a cliff and you need to get here, it's a whole lot more comfortable to just go right there instead of falling all the way down the cliff and beating yourself to death till you finally get there. And unfortunately, that's usually how we get to first, First is down here. It starts here and you go up. A lot of times we're up here and we're thinking this is where we're going to start. And then when we find out that this isn't working, we start falling and falling and falling and falling and falling. And by the time you get all the way down to the bottom, you're bleeding, you're hurt, you're wounded. You might even be bitter because of everything that you just experienced. And so I I look at these things and and I say, okay, we are supposed to love. And we still struggle with love internally. We're supposed to put away anger and all these things. And you know what? We're still dealing with anger. We're supposed to seek the kingdom. Like these are things we know. These are, these are foundational Christian principles. These are, this is like it. Like if you think about it, this is what we're supposed to do. Why aren't we doing it? right? See, we need to get to the point that we need to start asking ourselves, why am I not living this, right? Why Why am I not walking this out? Why am I not able to get over my personal Gain or my personal desire, you know i didn't put it in here, but money was one of those ones that was on my list too, and I just backed that up because I was like i'm just going let's just keep it simple stupid that's what I was like you know to myself we have to we have to apply this word guys we know that the word tells us to not be hearers only but to be doers, and if we can't love, if we can't put away anger, if we can't seek the kingdom first. I'll tell you what, all this other stuff's gonna be really hard too. We want we want the power, we want the anointing, we want the blessing, we want the we want all this stuff. But we're still struggling with the person a couple rows in front of me or a couple rows behind me. That ain't no good. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, we have to get to the point where we start looking at us. Now, I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you to be sitting there today and being like, you know what? He's right. Brian really needs to start thinking about this stuff. <laughs> I'm going to pick on him as much as I can until he gets back. And then I'm going to pick on him more. Um, that's not what this is about. It's not about you sitting here and saying, you know, you know, Tom, man, that's right on. My wife has got to get a hold of this, <laughs> or my husband, man. If only, if only he would have listened to this. I'm going to send him this. You know. <laughs> Can I tell you that um, uh, there's this there's this beautiful exchange uh, that, uh, Jake Hamilton has in a video. He sings, he sings a song, uh, how he loves us. Most of us know this song. And, uh, I think he was speaking in Brazil or something. Um, and it's one of my favorite passages, uh, of, of, of words that he's ever spoken where, um, he talks about, um, the child's most favorite game with their daddy. And this is so true for, for my kids and um I I I love them so much and I and I walk in the door every time. They literally come run. It doesn't matter how much stuff I have in my hands. Um it doesn't matter how much I say, Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They're swarming me, right? And uh um and they, you know, they wrap their arms around me and they say, I love you, daddy, right? They they always say that. And Jake Hamilton talks about um, uh, a, a child's favorite game with their father um, uh, being, uh, I love you more, right? No, I love you, Daddy, more, right? And Daddy's like, no, 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 I love you so much more. You know, I, I love you this much, and I love you this much, and I love you this much. And um, uh, the, 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 the story around this is that um, you can't love until you understand love, and love comes from the Father, right? And there are so many broken relationships with fathers that people cannot understand love. And so when I think about this, loving one another, why do we keep struggling with this? It's because we still haven't got it. We still haven't, we still haven't captured it. We still haven't understood it. And, you know, um, the reality is, guys, is love is so selfless, it is not selfish. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the other person's done. It doesn't matter that um, they didn't shake your hand when you came through. Like I saw a great one the other day that said, if the pastor does not shake my hand this week, I am gonna, I am not tithing, or whatever the story was. I don't remember. I just laughed about it. Um and but, but, you know, I, I look at all of these things, and guys, we are not living in the freedom that we're supposed to because we're still not applying the word to our lives in the most simplest of forms. Love each other. We, listen, this is, this, is a, this is a session where I am telling you we have to put the word on love each other even when you look across the aisle and you say they're not doing it right <laughs> or they're not doing it the way that I think it should be done or 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 I know more than they do on this subject and I just want to help them you know uh, whatever the story is right just just love them like that that one of the um one of the things that I always want to try to make sure that we capture in our church is that we can know the intent of each other's hearts. Even if we disagree with something, we, you can know that at the end of the day, their heart is to do what is good and what is right. Even if they say something to you that doesn't feel right. <laughs> That's what love does. What it doesn't do, it, it doesn't allow bitterness and anger to set in, right? Right? It recognizes when those things are trying to send it says, no, I'm going to love. I'm going to love when all I receive is anger. I'm going to love when all I receive is hatred and venom and all of this stuff. I'm just going to love. I'm just going to do it like crazy because you know what? At the end of the day, love can break any of those bondages. See, we, we, we end up strengthening those chains when we partake in the anger. They get stronger, but love is the only thing that breaks them. And so, so we we can love, but I, but in all of that, we have to seek the kingdom. Because if we seek the kingdom, what we'll find is we'll find love. We'll see a lack of anger, and I know I talked about it just a couple of weeks ago. Everyone's like, "Jesus got angry." It's okay. No, that's not that's not what the word is telling us there, right? We have to be able to do this. So tonight all I want us to do is I want us to get to this point where we really ask ourselves, why am I not living this out? Right? I'm not I'm not saying where any of you are in any spot of this, okay? Uh that's that's not what I'm doing. But I I I want us to just ask ourselves why am I not? Why am I not? Li- what is keeping me from living that? What is keeping me from being obedient? In this? What is keeping me from loving more? And if your answer is a person, that's not good. Because <laughs> the Bible tells us to love our enemies. And you're likely going to say there's some enemy that's keeping me from being so loving, right? Some person, some thing, some whatever, right? And we have to be willing to address some of those things within ourselves. Listen, I can't do that for you. I can't. I've said before, I can't and I won't spoon feed you. I won't do it. Because I, I will be doing God a disservice by doing that. And so I, I'm telling you that tonight, all I'm going to do, I'm not, I don't even have a song for them to play tonight. I, I'm just going to pray over us as a group that god would help us to really apply his word. Cuz I'll be honest with you, if we don't we don't need to spend any of our time doing this. I'm just being honest. If we're really not going to apply it, if we're really not going to live it, if we're really not going to do it, what's the point? There's you know how many projects this lady's got on my list? <laughs> they never stop. But if, if we, right, if we say more than just what they say in the video, you know, all these things, and they're, they're comical, but if we say we want to live out what the Word of God says, proclaims, desires for us, then we need to do it. We need to do it. I ask you to bow your heads as we pray. God, I thank you for bringing us together tonight. And God, I know tonight has been maybe a little different than we would normally do. But God, I pray that your word would come alive in us. God, your word is already alive. And I pray that we would begin to apply your word, that we would not only say it with our words, but that we would apply it and live it. God, for any of these things that may be coming up in their minds tonight, of what is keeping them from loving, what is keeping them from doing away with anger and bitterness and all these things, and what is keeping them from seeking first the kingdom of God, I pray that you would intervene. But more importantly, I I pray that you would give them the will and the desire to get those things where they need to be. For God, I know that in this relationship, there is a responsibility on us to move. And we will not experience all of the things that we want to proclaim if we do not apply and live in what your word says. Help us to understand that. Help us to apply this for ourselves individually, not for our spouses, not for anyone else. God, let us do this for our relationship with you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Well that was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> no, I, I listen, um I pray I pray that I pray that you heard my heart in this tonight because I want us to be a people who really live the word. It's more important than anything we do. It's more important than you giving to the church. It's more important than you showing up for service. We have to live the word of God. I always said in youth ministry, and 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 um, I've said it often here, is that um, if someone comes and they make the decision to actively live the word of God, and I never see them again, praise God, right? That's that's what we we have to do. That we we have to live that.